I'm now joined by former Central Catholic and Fairfield University basketball player Tyler Nelson. Uh, Tyler, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, man. Um, happy to be on here and, you know, talk basketball and, and stuff like that. It's, it's good to catch up. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, Tyler, last time I saw you was in probably 2014 when you were playing for Central. Uh, you then went to go play basketball at Fairfield. Talk about your recruitment a little bit and why ultimately you decided to go to Fairfield. Yeah, no, good question. So, uh, you know, like you said, I played at Central Catholic. I graduated in you know, 2014. Um, and right from there, I, you know, had a good amount of Division One offers from school, mostly, you know, mid-major schools, um, MAC, uh, Northeast Conference, um, schools around here, you know, Northeastern, BU, uh, Dartmouth, Fairfield, um, Binghamton, schools, kind of, kind of schools like that, similar, you know, mid-level schools, Division One, and uh, ultimately it really came down to I, I visited Fairfield. Um, I loved the campus. Um, I knew I wanted to study business, and you know, the business school there is, is very well regarded. And um, you know, I wanted to go somewhere basketball-wise where I thought I could play right away as a freshman and, and you know, someone that needed me and, you know, thought it would be a good opportunity for me. And that was Fairfield. And I had a great relationship with my coach, uh, Sidney Johnson, and, you know, it worked out. I ended up starting as a freshman and playing four years. So, you know, it was a, it was a great experience. And that's kind of how I ended up there. Yeah, you you had a you had a great career at, at, at Fairfield, um, you know, breaking all, all kinds of, of, of records. What was your experience like while you were there, you know, you know, freshman or senior year, I guess, basketball, being a student, you know, studying business, but then, you know, also being a, a, an athlete. Yeah, it was great. I mean, Fairfield's a, a good school. Um, it's in a nice area, good education. So right there, student life was awesome. Um, no complaints there. I had a lot of fun. Um, and then in terms of basketball, you know, I got there as a freshman, you know, my first year, we, we weren't very good. You know, we only won, you know, less than 10 games, but Every year we got better, um, which was nice. And, you know, my senior year we were a really good team in the league and we made it all the way to the uh, MAC championship. Uh, we ended up losing to Iona in a tough one. But, you know, it was kind of full circle coming in as a freshman to a team that, you know, just wasn't very good yet. Um, and then, you know, by the time I left as a senior, you know, we had a winning program and, you know, we were one win away from the NCAA tournament and, you know, had a great season. So it was nice the way it ended. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, after a great career at Fairfield, you got drafted uh, into the G League. Talk about your ex- experience going through the process of deciding to ter- uh, turn professional and how your experience was uh, in the G League. Yeah, so, you know, finishing school, I had some interest from NBA teams, and, you know, I had gotten invited um, to summer league with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I did that um, right off the bat and, and early in the summer and had some other workouts for teams. And uh, ultimately after that, you know, got some feedback and, you know, I was kind of intrigued by the, the G League whole thing in terms of, you know, going playing for a team and you never know what could happen. You could play really well and then, you know, get a call up to the NBA. And it's just a, you know, a really good league with talent. And I just thought it would be, you know, really nice to do it compared to, you know, going to Europe, which is obviously a great, great option too. You know, you can go over there and, and make a little bit more money and, but you live in another, another country. It's a whole different, you know, life experience, but, you know, I like both the ideas of, you know, playing basketball and, you know, I did the G league for a year and a half, two years, and, 
it was a good experience, a lot of ups and downs in, in pro basketball and, you know, pro sports in general, but um, I had a blast doing it. And, you know, last year with COVID and everything, I kind of decided that, you know, it was time to, to go to Europe with everything going on. The, the G League had a, you know, a shortened season. Um, not as many teams, you know, had a season because of COVID. Some teams opted out. Um, so I decided, you know, it would be time to go to Europe. And I ended up, you know, right after that, telling my agent, you know, I wanted to go to Europe and he'd gotten in contact with some people. And, you know, the next thing I know was he was calling me about a team in Germany that was making an offer for the rest of the season. So I ended up going over there in uh, middle of January and playing there until, you know, the end of May. So it was a good experience. It was a little different with COVID and, you know, adjusting to the lifestyle, but, you know, Germany itself is a pretty easy, you know, country to, to get used to as an American. It's pretty so what was it? Resigning, resigning. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So I was over in Germany last year, and I plan on re- or have resigned, and I'll be going back uh, sometime in August over there again to go play. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, you you re- it's fu- it's funny. It's like you have my questions uh, in front of you because I'm just like you're going into my next questions. Um, so you recently made the move over to, to Europe, um, and I guess, you know, not recently, but a year ago, I guess, if, if that's right. What was, you know, what was that like, you know, during COVID? You know, did, did they set you up with, with housing? Um, you know, how was that whole, you know, how did that all happen and fall into place for you? Yeah, so in, in Europe, if you sign to play professional basketball, um, just about, every league over there, every country, um, you know, you sign, they pay you a a salary, but they take care of, you know, housing and car for you. So it's a pretty good deal. So when I was over in Germany, we had a, uh, I had my own car and my own apartment when I was living over there. So, um, it was a, it was a pretty nice setup and I was in a good city too. Um, it's Rostock in Germany. Um, it's about an hour from Hamburg, which is one of the biggest cities there. So it was a really nice area. So that's that's kind of the setup in terms of European basketball. Awesome. And now, so I guess going into uh, going into the game itself, how does the European game differ from the American game of basketball? Yeah, it's it's definitely a little different. Um, you know, the American game is a lot more you know spread out, shoot threes, isolation, one on one basketball, not so much you know possession oriented in terms of every possession matters, defense stops kind of like that and in Europe it's you know complete opposite it's a shorter game teams really focus on every possession um defense is you know the focal point so in Europe you know most games are you know 65 to you know 58 or 60 or they're they're really close but in terms of you know NBA and G League you're going to have games that are you know 120 to 110 so it's just it's a little bit different of a style of play the NBA is a lot more faster a lot more possessions a lot more threes and you know, not so much defense-oriented, but in Europe it's, you know, really, really focused on each possession matters and, and stuff like that. So it's a little different. Yeah, so, you know, the NBA game itself has changed over the years with more reliance on individual scoring, you know, instead of passing the ball, looking for the open player. You know, with this in mind, how does this compare with the, you know, European game, and how has this, you know, impacted your game and, you know, how you – you know, I guess, you know, you, you touched a little bit, you know, about it, how, how different it was. And so how has this, I guess, changed your game um, to, to make you a different player, I guess, than, you know, you 
had to learn a different way to play the game. Yeah, it was definitely a little bit of an adjustment. Um, I mean, for me personally, though, I've not as my career has gone on, you know, professionally, I haven't been, you know, much of a isolation score or one-on-one player. I'm, you know, more of a system player, a guy that comes off screens and makes open shots and makes the right play. So adjusting to the European style of, you know, that format was was a smooth transition. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, my game, I like, I like to shoot threes and, you know, spreading the floor and playing fast is kind of how I played in college and how I played in the G League for sure. So I'm um, comfortable with that style, but I mean, like I said, the European style is a little different. The game is shorter. The more possessions count. Um, teams really focus on defense. And, you know, that was an adjustment um, in itself. But, I mean, like I said, both styles of play are, are different, but they both suited me, I think. Yeah, so, um, you know, while while over there, did you have any problems with, you know, language specifically, you know, communicating with your teammates, coaches, and, you know, establishing a um, a lifestyle off the court? Um, no, not really. I mean, it was a little bit of an adjustment coming, um, you know, like mid-season. Like I said, I came over in, in January after COVID kind of settled down a little bit and everything. Um, but, you know, my coach was German, but he also spoke pretty good American. So um, I had four other Americans and myself on the team, and the rest were German players. So it was about 12 of us. So our coach would speak or coach and speak to us about 90% of the time in English. Um, sometimes he would coach the German guys and speak German to them, but for us Americans, he would, um, you know, speak English. So it was it wasn't too much of a challenge. Awesome. Um, you know, you touched a little bit about you know about going over uh, during COVID for the second half of the league, if you will, or, or of the season. Sorry, what was it like playing over there during COVID? Yeah, so it was it was an adjustment. Um, you know, we didn't have fans, so it was kind of, you know, strange playing in a big arena with, with no fans at all, but kind of got used to it after a while. Um, obviously, you know, being an athlete and, and playing in front of a crowd is, you know, a lot of fun, and, you know, you look forward to that, but it was different. You know, we didn't have fans at, for any of our games, so that was, like I said, an adjustment, but, you know, at the same time, it was, you know, just still great that we were still able to play. So, if you know, you, you talk about playing um, in these empty stadiums, uh, basically. Did this have any effect on the intensity of the game, in your opinion? Um, I think a little bit. Um, it was definitely a unique experience, you know, when especially when it came to the playoffs, uh, when games are so close and, you know, you're used to having a crowd yelling and screaming, and especially if, you know, for home games, that's definitely an advantage for you is when you have a crowd behind you. Um, but, you know, there was really no home home court advantage at all over there because of that, no, there being no fans. So it was a unique experience. And, you know, obviously the part of the game at the end is, you know, pressure, guys got to make free throws and stuff like that. So it was a little bit different. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's still basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is a day-to-day schedule for you like during the season – and does the day-to-day uh, defer in, in Europe compared to what it was in in America? Yeah, so it's a little different over there depending on your, your team, your league, and your coach, really. Um, you know, sometimes we'd, you know, depending on when our next game was, we'd have practice in the morning, and then we'd come back and have practice again at night. Um, but sometimes, you know, it'd just be one practice a day over compared to America. Um, in the G League, at least where I was, it was pretty much – besides training camp at the beginning of the season, it was pretty much, you know, 
one practice a day. Uh, but over there, sometimes, you know, you're, it's uh, a little different. They have you in in the morning and then at night um, full time. So that was an adjustment. That was tough. Obviously, you know, that wears and tears on your body. But part of being a pro is, you know, staying healthy and taking care of yourself. But, yeah, that's kind of the day-to-day lifestyle. You know, sometimes we practice twice a day depending on when our next game was or, you know, sometimes it would only be once. But they were pretty similar in terms of practice, how long they went and, you know, what we went over and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so what 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 do you think the biggest difference that you see in yourself uh, as a player compared to when you were in high school and even at the end of your college career? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, um, when I came into college, you know, I, I was very thin and not very strong. I, I got a little bit stronger over the years. Um, I think that's definitely helped my game, especially since I've got to the pro level. I mean, I'm never going to be the strongest guy out there I mean I'm you know 6'3 6'4 190 pounds and sometimes I'm guarding guys that are you know 6'5 to 6'7 you know 200 to 220 pounds so um, that's the biggest thing for me but I think over the last few years especially since I've been a pro um, I've just you know I've gotten stronger and known how to use my body and, and get to the right places at the right times and, and be smart about that so that's probably been my, my biggest adjustment. Uh, what is what is one thing uh, you did while over in Europe to get away uh, from the game of basketball and allowed you to be with yourself, uh, you know, and, and in the moment? Yeah, so w- one thing about, you know, my team where I was in Germany is, you know, like I said, I had other Americans on the team. So it was, it was nice to, you know, talk to them. And some of them have been playing over there for years. So my first time over in Europe for an extended period, it was nice to – you know, have them look out for me and, 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 you know, if I needed anything to have my back. But like you said, full-time job, you know, we're in the gym a lot, but definitely do have some downtime. Um, unfortunately, you know, with COVID and everything, I, I wasn't able to, you know, travel or experience the, you know, European culture as much as I wanted to. Um, we were kind of, for the most part, just told us, to, you know, stay in our apartments or the gym or, or we would travel for games. So we weren't really allowed to get out in public too much, but, um, it was still nice. I was living right in the middle of a city, so it was it was a nice experience. But obviously, you know, heading back over there now, it'll be nice if you know. I think things now are are over there are trending a little bit better. So most places are going to be opened up. So it'll be nice to get over there and, and travel a little bit with my days off and off time whenever they are, and kind of experience Germany. Yeah, definitely. Um... So most most recently, you know, last weekend, uh, you played in the TBT, the basketball tournament. What was that? Uh, what was that like? Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, the TBT is, uh, you know, winner take all uh, million dollar tournament. So uh, you know, there were sixty four teams that were invited of, you know, pros, whether that be uh, G League guys or overseas guys, as long as they don't aren't on a current NBA contract. Um, some, you know, ex-NBA guys, retired guys played in it. So, yeah, I got invited to a team. Um, I got invited to a team uh, over there. Uh, we were in Columbus, Ohio. Um, yeah, we had our first game on uh, Saturday, so it was nice. I, I played well, but unfortunately we lost. And like I said, it's a winner-go-home tournament, so it was one and done for us. But it was de- definitely a great experience. I mean, the event was sponsored by Puma, and, you know, we had some fans in the crowd, and we played at Ohio State. Um, so it was, it was cool. It was a great experience, and you know, hopefully, I'll be able to do it again. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, what's your, you know, I guess now that you're, I guess I'll call it your off season. What's your, what's your day to day like? 
Yeah, so right now I'm, I'm just back home. I've been, you know, training by myself, working out um, in the gym, lifting weights and, and playing basketball, shooting, and, and getting ready for, like, stuff like that. But I've taken some time when I got home in the beginning of the summer to just get away from basketball for a couple of weeks and just relax and, you know, be with my friends and family um, while I was home since I was away. Um, so I did that, and now the past, you know, month or so I've kind of been uh, just training and gearing up, knowing that at some point, you know, in August I'll be heading back uh, to Europe to get ready for the season. So, um, yeah, just working out every day and just getting ready to go. Uh, so, you know, I talk about, you know, I guess you, you know, the off season and, and, you know, what to do, you know, to get away, get away from basketball. What is one of your favorite things to do while not playing basketball? Um, well, I'm home in the summer. Um, I'm a golfer, so I like to play golf with, uh, you know, my friends and stuff like that and uh, trying to stay busy doing that. That's kind of really my number one thing. But, you know, being away in, in Europe last season for, you know, a few months, it was nice to, you know, come home and catch up with family and, and friends and stuff like that. So just really being able to see them was, was you know, what I tried to do the most while I was home, just be around my family and friends. Yeah, you know, Tyler um... – you know, you were a, a, an outstanding golfer in high school. I'm sure you, you know, you still are. Uh, and one of the few things I think that you and I have in common is that we were, bo- we were both on the uh, Central Catholic golf team. Uh, so my question to you is, have you had a chance to keep your game as crisp as, crisp as it uh, used to be? Or, you know, has it gone a little, you know, downhill since turning professional? <laughs> I mean, I it's definitely not as sharp as it back in high school where it was when I was playing, you know, just about every day in the summer and then all fall for, like you said, the central golf team. Um, but, you know, when I'm home in the summer, I I kind of get home, or last year when I got home or this past summer I was home around, you know, middle end of May and I'll be taken off, like I said, sometime in early August. So I kind of have that, you know, six to seven-week period of, you know, downtime where I'm not working or anything so I try and get out and, and play as much golf as I can I've had some good rounds where I've shot in low 70s mid 70s and stuff like that and have played well but the consistency that I kind of had in high school every time I played is is not there anymore but I definitely still hit it good so it's it's fun to get out there regardless yeah absolutely um your dad Jeff is is very involved in the NBA being a scout and I believe now um a shooting coach what type of of an advantage has he given you ever since you were, you know, young, always knowing that these, you know, always knowing what these professional teams are looking for? Yeah, it's been definitely an advantage. I mean, you know, he's, he coached at the high school level and college level too. And, you know, he's, like you said, he's worked in the NBA for many years now. So it's, it's, it's been nice when I was younger, you know, just to have a coach as a father to get in the gym with and, you know, teach me, all the right skills and mechanics at a young age. And I think, you know, just being in the gym a lot when I was younger and, and really loving basketball, I think kind of, you know, paid off and translated when I got to high school and then on to college and then, you know, lucky enough to play professional. So it's definitely been nice and been an advantage. Yeah. Uh, over all of your years of playing basketball and just life uh, in general, what is one piece of advice that someone told you that you carry with uh, with yourself throughout your life and career? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, for me personally, I just think, you know, since I became a pro, I just, you know, being pro in any sport or any, anything you do in life, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, but 
Um, I think for me, just staying consistent, um, putting the work in, and just knowing that, you know, whatever happens at the end of the day, as long as you work hard, put your head down, and, and stay humble, you know, you can be happy with the results, and that's kind of how I've looked at it. So that's that's probably the best advice I could, I could say I've gotten. So, Tyler, my last my last question for you is is what advice would you give to all of the middle school, high school, and college boys and girls that want to become a professional basketball player? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, kind of the best advice I would give is, you know, just fall in love with, you know, the process of being in the gym, working hard, and, you know, putting your best foot forward every day, um, you know, when you're focused and dedicated to something, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but the way you respond to, you know, adversity in those situations, I think kind of says a lot about your character and not just in in basketball, but in life. And, you know, the more level-headed you are, the harder you work and just put your head down and and focus on your goals long-term. I think that's, you know, the best advice I could give a young kid. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tyler, for, uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, Harrison. Uh, Good to catch up, man, and, and good luck with everything. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you.